Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Feeling lonely sucks. If you're listening, it means you've likely experienced the pain of feeling lonely or isolated at some point in your life. Social connection is imperative for humans. We need it. It improves our mental well-being, our physical health. Studies have even shown that a lack of social connection can be more detrimental to your health than smoking or obesity. The holiday season is a time when you can feel even more disconnected and lonely. And with COVID here, uh, You might be feeling like a boxer, you know, staggering in the ring and watching that haymaker coming at your head. Sadly, constantly hearing the phrase social distancing instead of physical distancing has really become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And uh, people are hurting at an alarming rate since self-quarantine started in March of 2020 as we've, you know, backed away from the world. So today, it's all about the answers. We're going to dive into the stigma of loneliness, the difference between being alone and being lonely, and my top three ways to deal with loneliness and isolation during the COVID holidays and beyond. I was doing a Buzz Lightyear there. And I've actually got two special, wonderful things I've created for you uh, coming your way to really help you move from lonely and isolated to connected and inspired so stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a number one Amazon best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven with over 30 years of experience helping people create connected and happy relationships. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in your relationship today. So let's get to it. You're here. Welcome. I'm Dr. Abby Medcalf. I am your host, and this is the Relationships Made Easy podcast, in case you didn't know what you were listening to, which seems ridiculous. Don't you hate when you call someone's phone number and they tell you what the phone number is and you're thinking, well, I knew that because I called it uh, (laughs) on their voicemail. Anyway, 
so this is uh, an episode that has been long in the making. Folks have been asking about it for a while, and I'm really happy to be bringing it to you because uh, loneliness is a bitch, and we need to really go after that today, and we're gonna. So before I jump in too much, I wanted to let you know, if you don't already, that you can get my book, Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing, Amazon, number one bestseller. You can get it for free on Audible. If you know how Audible works, you can get a free three-month trial, and you can get my book, with this free three-month trial. And you can just end the trial at the end if you don't want to stay on Audible. It, you really, really can. But it, if you're listening to the podcast, it can be a great thing uh, to check out. If you already have Audible, why aren't you using those little tokens to get my book? <laughs> it's uh, just a great, you know, whether your uh, partner is doing something or whether you're, even if you're single, I've had uh, quite a few reviews on Amazon saying that, hey, I'm single and this is really helping because everything, as you know, that I do, all the tips I give are really built for whether you're, uh, you know, with a partner, for with your kids, for with your family, your friends, coworkers, the whole, the whole shebang. Uh, so it'd be a great read no matter what. <clears throat> okay. Excuse me. So let's let's talk. Let's start with talking about the numbers. And so disconnection has been on the rise for a while here in the United States, with at least one out of four Americans reporting a feeling of loneliness and isolation. And I gotta tell you, the rest of the world is not faring much better. To all my listeners from other countries, it's <laughs> it looks like the majority of you are in the same boat. Um, and I do want to give a shout out and thank you. I've been getting emails from this past week. I got emails from Germany, Scotland, Canada, and many from the United States. So uh, really cool. And if you are writing from another country, um, let me know in, in, when you write in. I love hearing about it. And I'm always amazed that someone so far away is is listening. So it's really, really cool. Uh, so. Australia, got lots of people down there have been emailing me. Thank you, Australia. They report the same stats pretty much here um, as here, as in the United States, kind of one out of four seems to be the the number there. But Europe is different depending on where you live. And I'm just going to give a quickie about this uh, so that everyone feels included, not just the um, uh, people, uh, the Americans listening. So according to the Joint Research Center, that's the JRC, the, it's the Europeans Commission's uh, for science and knowledge. It's like a service for that. Do you love it? Science and knowledge. Here in the United States, I'm not sure we, <laughs> I think we need one. Anyway, they had a report, and this is a couple of years ago. So uh, that's, and I'm going to give you more recent stats too, uh, that 7% of adults, 7% of adults in Europe feel lonely. <clears throat> and the number goes up to about 10% in uh, Hungary, the Czech Republic, Italy, Poland, France, and Greece down to 3% in the Netherlands and Denmark, you go people, and about 4% in Finland and Germany, and then about 5% in Ireland and Sweden. And I think I've covered, I tried to cover all the numbers of, of uh, people who have written in. So there you go. These are countries I know. I didn't have Iceland. Sorry. Uh, I should have them. Um, I'm big in Iceland. Who knew? Anyway, so now those last numbers, like I said, were published around 2018, but there was a super recent report that uh, McKinsey put out. They published it this past June. So that's June of 2020. 
And they reported that across Europe, the number of people claiming that they felt lonely most or all of the time almost tripled, tripled. So, and these and other studies, there's been so many of them, and I will link to lots of studies in the show notes and on my blog. So if you really want to go dig deep in the research, be my guest, because I already have. Uh, but, But there's been lots of studies that have found significant significant associations between social social isolation and loneliness and poor mental health outcomes. Uh, lonely people even die younger than those who feel connected, in case you're not freaked out by now. So we want to change that today and we're gonna. Because really, you know, the sense of belonging, it is a deep social need of all people. And there obviously are some serious uh, mental health issues that can get in the way of that. Um, uh, but, but for the most part, for the vast majority of us, we want to be loved. We want to be understood and accepted. And the, and really, if you think about these all started as biological needs, uh, if you were, you know, kicked out of the clan 200,000 years ago, if you weren't liked and accepted, it was going to be trouble for you. You're going to die. So, you know, I get, we get why we're hardwired this way, but we are hardwired this way. And when we don't get it, when we don't get these things that we want and need, these feelings, we don't do well physically or mentally. Loneliness just, it really uh, gets in the way. So, so let's break it down. What's, what is the deal with loneliness? And what I've identified is three core issues with loneliness. So before I get into my three tips, which of course we'll get there, but I want to talk about these three core issues and the difference between being alone and lonely. Okay. So the three core issues, the first one, there's a, there's a stigma with loneliness. People often don't like to admit that they're lonely because they think of how other people are going to judge them or what they're going to think. You might, you know, you might be ashamed to say you're lonely for fear that of uh, people thinking that you're somehow unlikable or unlovable, you know, what's wrong with you, uh, that somehow you're deficient. This is like, you know, going by the restaurant, and there's nobody inside, all the lights are on and no one's inside. Well, pre-COVID, <laughs> um, you know, and you're like, I don't know if I want to eat there. There's no, why isn't anybody else eating there? You know, and the, get into that thing. There's, there, there, a stigma happens. And so uh, that's right. That can be, that's one of the core issues I see with loneliness. The second one is that, you know, how can you be lonely? We, I, we've all felt lonely in a room full of people. You've been there. How can you feel lonely if you're in a relationship or if you live with your children or other family members, or if you go to work every day or you have work coworkers around, how, what are you talking about? You're lonely. There's people hanging on your every word, yelling free mama, mama, or whatever, whatever your role is. How can you feel lonely surrounded by people? It, well, it's easy, isn't it? If you don't feel accepted, heard, or understood, you can feel even lonelier surrounded by others than you would if you were alone. We've all, I think, experienced that, you know, going into maybe a conference or a party or something with a large group of people and not knowing anyone. And it's a, it's weird, you know, right? It can be really hard. Not for everybody. There's some of you out there who are so good at this. Uh, people always think I'm good at it and I'm not. I'm actually, um, believe it or not, I'm relatively private about a lot of things. It's it. I have to push myself to share about my personal life. But when I would walk into things, um, often people would not talk to me. I They wouldn't come up to me. I would always be the one sort of reaching out and going up to people. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, that's hard. 
So those are two of the issues. And the, you know, so you might not be really thinking of yourself as lonely, not realizing it that way, even though you're really feeling that way, but you're looking around going, how can I feel lonely? Or the third thing, uh, the third issue I think with loneliness is that uh, people aren't clear what lonely is because there's a lot of stereotypes about what lonely people look like. You know, no family, single, sitting at home alone in a dark room, you know, lots of cats or empty pizza, pizza boxes around or Jack, empty Jack Daniels bottles. I don't know. Uh, but loneliness can show up in a variety of ways. Uh, sometimes the symptoms are things like fatigue, anxiety, depression, anger or irritability, all of these are symptoms of loneliness. So there yeah, there might be some underlying mental health issue, right? You could have you could be depressed, but loneliness might be the cause or at least a contributing factor that's being overlooked. That happens I think quite a bit. So uh, those are and you might find yourself in one or all those or none of those, but but those are the three things I see that come up a lot. And so, but I do want to talk about loneliness versus being alone. And I just have been, I've been talking with quite a few clients about this recently. So loneliness has very little to do with how many people are around you. Like I just mentioned, you could be lonely in a room full of people, but it's because loneliness is subjective. Yeah. Subjective. They, they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Well, so is loneliness. It is really about a perception. Loneliness is a feeling, not a fact. It's, and I'll tell you this, researchers define loneliness as perceived social isolation. Notice the key word here, perceived, perceived social isolation. I've had clients, you know, with two friends, you know, similar clients, similar around the same age. I can think of two right away. I, I think of these two women I work, I've worked with who, uh, you know, around the same age in their fifties, both of them, uh, have, you know, two close girlfriends and both of them spend a lot of time with these girlfriends and, you know, talk about deep things and hang out with them and spend probably about the same amount of time. But one client was feeling very lonely and the other client was not. And because that, that's how it is. It's the same way with everything, right? You know, per perceiving something means that, you know, you look at the thing and you think the thing is the problem, but it's not the thing. Just, you know, I've shared the story of being in traffic. Uh, traffic to me isn't a big deal. I, I don't perceive it as a big problem. I get around in it pretty easily, uh, but I can be in a car with someone who hates traffic and they're freaking out. We're in the same car, in the same <laughs> road, in the same traffic jam, and I'm not freaking out and they are because it's not about the traffic. It's about what you believe about the traffic. It's about your beliefs about it, what you think about it. So that perception is, is huge, right? Is, um, it's really about having the relationships you really want, uh, versus, or, you know, how you feel in those versus anything else. So, and I'm, uh, there was some researchers when I was doing all my work at, uh, the, at Thorson of Oslo, oh no, Kristen Thorson. And Magneil, I'm saying her name wrong, I'm sorry. And I think it's Nicholson. Uh, they are uh, from Oslo University Hospital. And they said that in their study, feelings of loneliness depend on one's aspiration for contact, 
perception of that contact and evaluation of social ties. Does that make sense? So, and other researchers said some of the same stuff. I, I read this great um, uh, study by uh, uh, Lumen and Hockley, these two women, and they say it all depends on what you think is normal, which is I really believe. So they said, you know, like a teenage girl may feel lonely if she has only two good friends, but an 80-year-old woman may feel very connected because she still has two good friends. So where you are a stage of life, what you were expecting to happen at that age, uh, all that stuff all adds up to how lonely or not lonely you might feel given your physical, you know, your circumstances around you. So it's, and it's really all about how you, and I want to break that down for a minute. It's really about how you think and how you feel about the relationships you have, those two things. Uh, So when I say how you think about your relationships, I'm talking about your beliefs, the things that you believe to be true, what you believe is a fact, what you believe is normal. And, uh, Again, like I've worked with people who got divorced after many years of marriage and felt very alone. They still had kids, they still had friends, colleagues, meaningful work, all kinds of things, but not having that primary partner destroyed really what their ideas were of what they thought their lives would look like. So I literally had a man say to me, single at 60, it's like I'm a loser. Like he just couldn't even come around, Uh, not having someone to talk to every night. Or to be around. And uh, by the way, these are the people that were pissing them off earlier that they probably didn't, they really didn't even talk too much. And hence the divorce. But kind of knowing they were there felt like some sort of security to them, felt like something. And they ended up, you know, after a divorce or a death, I've had people who've had a partner die, feeling completely alone and isolated. So how you feel in, so that's how you're thinking. How you're feeling in your relationships is the other factor in loneliness. You know, do you feel connected to other people? Do you feel understood, accepted? Do you feel heard? Do you feel loved? These these are the big questions. But because at the end of the day, being alone can be amazing. It can offer you know feelings of of solitude. Uh, a feeling of solitude is very different from loneliness. And when I say this to clients who are telling me they're lonely, what they often will say is, well, that's okay. If It's okay to be alone and, and feel solitude and all the good stuff if it's a choice. Then I can feel solitude, even relief, you know, look forward to it. But when it's not my choice, then it feels different. That's what I, I hear sometimes. And again, this is some faulty thinking here. If, you, if you've got this in your head, that's some faulty thinking. These, the, these ideas, these beliefs you have are what's creating the feeling of no choice. That it's what you're thinking that's creating that. Um, I, I, you know, I was, I was working not that long ago with someone who was telling me about his, uh, this like no choice equals loneliness idea. <laughs> and cause his wife had left him. He was living in an apartment now um, you know, without all the comforts of his former home, he felt like he'd lost his home and, you know, some of his friends, of course, and uh, his wife, you know, his wife, da, 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 his relationship with his children the way it was, because, you know, a lot of times his wife was sort of in the middle of that and making things happen. And and we discussed so many ways he could connect with people. Uh, everything from calling some old friends to going back to church. He used to love to go to church. He used to go quite a bit. 
he had a strong um, sort of religious background. To uh, we talked about joining a cooking class to learn to cook because he couldn't wasn't cooking from he didn't never learned how to cook, and he shot all of them down. His and I gotta tell you, it was ego that was preventing him from doing any of the things, and. You know, he would say things like, well, my friends don't want me bothering them or, oh, I feel like a loser, you know, joining a cooking class. And I told him, you know, these might not always be things you're comfortable with, but they're available to you. So in some ways, it's like nothing's good enough, you know, on the other side. And again, it's often ego involved. We don't want to appear weak. That stigma, going back to that stigma I talked about, we don't want to appear weak. We don't want to appear needy, God forbid, or any of those things. But I will tell you this, it's really uh, interesting. My client was suffering from what many do, which is thinking that others are judging them, right? And that whole, again, that ego thing and not wanting to appear needy. But the studies show that lonely people overestimate the likelihood that others don't want to connect with them. I want to say that again. Lonely people overestimate the likelihood that other people don't want to connect with them. Your lonely feelings are likely impairing your social judgment. I want you to hear that. That you have this idea that people don't want to and you're you're you know deciding what people, oh, they didn't call me back because of this and they don't want to be with me and they don't this, they don't that. I I don't know. I I don't think that all that's true <laughs> necessarily. People get caught up in their lives. They do. They get caught up in what they're doing. They get caught up in other things. And it doesn't mean though that when you reach out that they're not excited to hear from you, that they're not happy to talk to you, that they're not. It does not mean that at all. I'll hear from some people. I'm always the one reaching out. I'm always the one asking. It's like you might be, you know, that might be what that that dynamic in your relationships. Uh because I don't know what all the reasons are, but what if you just just let that go? It didn't didn't decide what that meant. Didn't uh, create a definition and all this meaning around it, and just thought that's just what happens. I'm the I'm the re- I'm the person who reaches out. That's my job. That's what I do in my relationships. I I don't think that's a terrible thing. Uh, I definitely have some relationships in my life where I'm the person who reaches out, and I don't think much about it. Now, granted, I, there's a balance. There's people who reach out to me too. So, you know, I, I can kind of see both, but you might be surprised. And it's funny, I've had people say that they were the only one who ever reaches out. And when I talked to them a little about it, sure enough, other people did reach out to them, but it's not the people they wanted to reach out to them. That was the thing. And, you know, again, it's perception, right? It's perception of what all that is. And again, it's le- even if you're the only one who ever reaches out, and no one reaches out to you, it doesn't mean that people don't, you don't have to ascribe it any negative meaning. It, and you can even just see it as this like thing that you're good at. You know, you're good at keeping track of people. You're good at uh, saying hi and giving them a call. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so being alone or in solitude can be a happy experience. You can find your center, you know, really align with yourself, get to know who you really are. It's a time to reflect, uh, find out what makes you happy. These are all good things. And here's the key, which is so interesting. The best way to create deep connections with others is when you're fully aligned with yourself, right? So when you're in that zone of feel, being aligned, really being replete, being uh, full just with you, 
you're you come across as happy, grounded, centered, and this is attractive to other people. Of course it is. It will attract others to you and not just anyone but your true peeps. They will see that and want to come on over and warm up their hands. So, and I'll say this is the perfect segue actually to go into my top ways to deal with loneliness and isolation. Um again, during the COVID holidays and beyond, because my first tip is really about this inner alignment. So I should just, I had some other stuff to chat about, but let's just get right to the tips. That's what you're here for. And my my little cute free gifts for you. I'm really excited actually about some things that I've put together for you that I think are really going to help. It's going to be good. So take a breath. Here we go. We're going into uh, the, the tips. All right. So three tips and they are you know, kind of jam packed here. So we're, each tip has quite a bit in it. So, but I'll, I won't keep you overly long today. I call tip number one, get down with your bad self. That's right. That's what I call it. So you've heard me say it once. You've heard me say it a thousand times. Too bad. Saying it again. You can't have a great relationship with anyone else until you have a great one with yourself first. It's the truth. I don't know. I I keep saying it. I just don't know if you hear me. I love you, but I don't know if you're hearing me. One of my favorite authors, uh, the man I named my son after, uh, Dr. Maxwell Maltz, he wrote a book uh, which was seminal in my life called Psycho-Cybernetics. It sounds like it's got the weirdest title, doesn't it? Um, It's a pretty famous book. It's really the first self-help book ever written. It's what everybody steals from and doesn't give this man any credit for. (laughs) I love love this book. Um, And my son's name is just Max, by the way, not Maxwell, because we thought everyone's going to shorten it. Why give him a whole full long name when it's just going to be Max? But anyway, um, he said in in Psycho-Cybernetics, he says, if you make friends with yourself, you'll never be alone. And I know it sounds corny, but it's the truth. You, we often run from solitude for, you know, the same reasons I think that we run from from loneliness. We we fear being alone. We fear it, and you know, you've heard the famous thing: you come into this world alone, you go out alone, and it's the truth. So to make peace with that, with uh, yourself and that relationship with yourself is huge. It's key. It's it's the foundation of your life. And uh, we've talked about shame on this podcast. We've talked about all kinds of stuff, all kinds of issues that all of us have that we've often needed to get over to get to this place. And uh, there's just, you got to do the work. And so I'm going to help you do the work. We're going to talk about that today. But you got to do the work because this is so important. So now I talk about what you really need to do is two things. You have to fall in love with yourself or at least in like with yourself and you have to shift your mindset. So that's how you, you know, really get into a relationship with yourself. And you, you know, any negative blinders you're wearing, uh, you got to find ways to really like who and how you are in the world and to choose what your circumstance is instead of, you know, to choose to be alone instead of feeling lonely. And you can, I, even if you felt like it wasn't a choice and your husband divorced you or something else happened or your wife, God forbid, died or something, it doesn't matter how you're here or I've tried before to make friends, Abby. I've tried. Nobody ever calls me back. Whatever story you've been telling yourself, 
uh, it's time to really pull that up and 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 if you shifted your mindset and said, I'm choosing this right now. I am choosing to work on myself right now. You know me. I talk a lot about God, the universe, higher power, whatever you want to call it. And I will tell you that I really think of the things happening for me, not to me. So if you could look and think, well, how am I here? <laughs> Maybe people not calling me back or maybe the divorce or the death or the whatever, maybe this is for my highest good. Like what if I thought that way? What if I changed my mindset to what am I supposed to be learning here? What am I supposed to be creating and doing? And, uh, you know, if I looked at my past um, heroin addiction as just this horrible bad thing that, and I did bad things during my addiction, no two ways about it, things I'm, I have shame around, it's not like it was a good thing, but it's something that you look at and go, it brought me here. I do not believe I would be talking to you right now. I really don't if that hadn't been part of my life's journey. Um, I believe, I think I'd be like a corporate lawyer somewhere. Not uh, Shout out to all the lawyers. I love you. Um, but that's what I think I, that's what I was going to school. I was pre-law. Like that's what I wanted to do. And, you know, my life really changed and I allowed it to change and morph and grow in that way. And I've continued to over the years. I've come in and out of different kind of work settings and all kinds of stuff, just going to what that next thing is and learning from each one. And it's it's a mindset. It's a way of looking at the world around me. And it happens sometimes now when um, business will go away, you know, so maybe I'll have a lot of uh, clients all ending kind of at the same time, and I'll think, oh wow, a lot of clients ending. Woo, you know, because that's right, income going away, and it's actually not even a thought anymore. But it used to be more of a thought because I would get scared and think, oh my gosh, and but I know it's all opening up for me that I'm going to have a new client to work with. I'm going to be excited about, or it's creating time to work more on my podcast, or it's creating, it's creating something for me, not to me. And shifting in that mindset has helped me not get off into the crazy land of feeling scared and alone. Uh, really trusting that there's a, a greater sense to it all. And, uh, so changing those two things and and learning to like myself, not despite all of my crap, but you know, it's part of me, right? It's part of my learning. It's part of my growth. And I'm not saying I like myself every day because that would be a lie. I didn't like how my butt looked in the mirror this morning. Uh, you know, I didn't like, you know, I don't like some things I do still and say and all that good stuff. It happens, of course. But overall, I can come back to, you know, what? I'm a good person in the world my intentions are good, really good. I really want to create connection and love and, you know, and that's who I am. And I'm going to keep doing that, you know, and here we go. And so, you know, just sort of keep coming back to what's true for you. So I just want you to take off any of these blinders you have. And I want you to try new things virtually right now with the idea that you want to get to know yourself better and become a stronger person. And this is the key right now. I don't want you to do things right now so that you don't, you're not lonely. That's not going to work because you are, uh, you, <laughs> you, you can't want to, I want to stop feeling lonely isn't a goal. Do you see the problem there? Because then all you're thinking about is lonely. And you remember the reticular activating system, that part of your brain that's like your um, <laughs> zeros in on things that you're thinking about or talking about. So all, and your brain doesn't think in the negative. So, you know, a goal is to 
there isn't a goal to not be something. Uh, I've shared this with you before when people have said, oh, I want my, you know, husband, my partner to nag me less. It's like, that's not a goal. What, how do you, how do you want to feel? How, where do you want to be? How, you know, what, where are you going towards? So I want you to think about right now, and we're going to do all these things virtually because we're COVID, uh, or most of them virtually. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Right now, uh, the only idea I want you to have is I want to get to know myself better and I want to become more resilient and stronger. That's what I'm working on right now. And that's it. And everything that's in that line is what I'm doing. And that is how you get down with your bad self. That is how you get to stop being feeling alone and lonely. That's how you really start to even cherish this time that you have because it's an incredible opportunity. Uh, it, it, you want to get away from the fear-based grasping ideas. And and that is, you know, that idea that I'm going to be needy. People are going to, oh, I'm going to be bugging people. That is fear-based thinking. And so if you have that in your head, people are going to pick up on that. And they are going to feel like you're needy or you're fear-based. So that's why we want to change what you're, you know, focusing on. And I want you to approach this, everything, with this idea of, of really dating yourself and becoming stronger, of really getting to know yourself better, of really, you know, you don't know yourself the way you think you do. You've got blind spots. You don't even realize you got blind spots. I did a whole thing on relationship blind spots. Go go back and listen to that one. You have blind spots. We all do. And so we're all fish that don't know we're wet. And so really getting to the bottom of that is awesome. It's an incredible thing to do. I've always said this to anybody who's going into like drug and alcohol rehab. I'm like, you're having this opportunity to step back and step in, you know, step back from your life and step into yourself and really get to know yourself. This is a great opportunity you might never have again to to do just that. If you go on retreat or anything else, it's amazing. So but I want to get specific with you. How do you do this? How do I do that, Abby? It's very nice. Um, so I've got um, I got some love to throw your way to get you started. That's right. Yes, I do. How are you going to you know, start dating? How am I going to start getting to know myself, Abby? How am I going to start dating myself? Well, so I'm going to give you a few right here. And you can come to the uh, website, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. This is episode forward slash 115. This is episode 115. Um, or you could just type in loneliness in the search bar and get it. But uh, 
So here's some love I want to throw you away. Number one, you could take my free Optimism Jumpstart course. I'll link to it. It's also in the shop section of my website. Uh, It's free though. And uh, you have to put your email in. Yeah, I'll get your email. But you can unsubscribe if you don't want to, you know, get my little weekly emails about all things Abby, which I don't understand why you wouldn't. It's so exciting to hear about my life. But anyway, (laughs) um, and uh, but take this free Optimism Jumpstart works work uh, Jumpstart course. Start to really get an idea of your optimism or pessimism levels and what you can do about it if you want to do anything about it. That's getting to know yourself. That's building your strengths and your resiliencies. You can take the personal strength finders quiz. Uh, I like the one at viacharacter.org. I will link to it in the show notes. It's a great one. Um, and they actually send me reminders like to update it. It's kind of interesting and not often. I don't, I don't get stuff. Oh, my New York came out there, didn't it? Not often. Um, (laughs) not often. (laughs) So you can, uh, but identifying your personal strengths is a great place to be. You can, and here's one of my giveaways today, my little freebies, you can download, I have an exercise for a family crest and it's a great exercise or, you know, you can call it a coat of arms. And families used to have these things to identify their values and their accomplishments. And, you know, your accomplishment is basically commit, you know, taking action on your values. Um, And I have a little exercise. It's real easy to do for you to identify those things and create kind of your own family crest. And it's such a great thing to have front and center in your life. Like this is what I stand for. I use my uh, own mission statement and values all the time when I'm making decisions. It makes things so much easier, so much smoother, and I feel more aligned. I feel better in the world. It's great. It's it's it becomes a true north, and and having a true north is a fabulous thing. So uh, you can download again abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast forward slash episode. This is a uh, one fifteen. You just just have to put in one fifteen. We've simplified the process. Um, and you can download your Family Crest Values exercise. It's a really fun thing to do. You can involve your kids or not. You could just, if you're um, a single person, totally do it. This is, you're a family. You're yourself. Take it yourself. Get clear on what you, as the head of your family, uh, hold true and uh, value. It's a wonderful way to, again, kind of get to know yourself better, become stronger and more resilient. You can go online and join a meditation group, join a yoga group, take a yoga class. My uh, business manager, Dana, has gotten me into this uh, yoga that she's been doing that's online. Uh, And I've been trying it. Uh, Yes, yoga, me, I know. You never thought I would, but it's time. So, you know, do something different. Get get out there. Learn again, not with the idea necessarily that you're going to meet people. I want you to get rid of that. You you'll meet people on the way of your life, but get into this time of really getting clear with yourself, who you are, uh, you know, growing as a human being, learning, becoming more stronger and more resilient. Uh sign up for Babbel. I signed up for Babbel to get better at my Spanish. My Spanish is uh, pretty, it's okay. Uh, it's conversational, uh, but I want to really get really fluent in Spanish. So signing up for a language, you know, learning a language. Uh, and in this, you want to focus on what you do want, not what you don't want. 
and this is tricky for a lot of people. Again, I said it before, I just want to say it again. You can't focus on that kind of grasping fear-based behavior, you know, or beliefs or, and uh, feelings and way of thinking because that will push it farther away. So instead, you got to focus on the love, focus on the love-based stuff. And then the last piece here, which is really important, is to go all in on learning self-compassion. A lack of self-compassion, the research shows, is associated with feelings of loneliness. So learning how to truly be self-compassionate isn't just a cool thing to do. You can treat it like a prescription. That's what I'm saying to you. I have a, a whole thing I did on self-compassion here on the podcast. You can look that up or, and we'll link to it in the show notes. Um, you know, you can, Kristen Neff is kind of the queen of self-compassion, N-E-F-F. She's amazing. Uh, you can go to her website, which I think is just selfcompassion.org, actually. How do you like that? Um, any of that. Now, let me say this. For this holiday season, because remember, I'm doing COVID and beyond. So I'm giving you all the stuff, all the things. But for the holiday season, I want you to really get into this, this whole thing about getting to know, getting down with your bad self by setting intention before you have any holiday conversations at all. Are you listening? Before you have any conversations at all, I want you to set intention. So before you call your mom to ask about Thanksgiving, before you walk into that socially distanced New Year's Eve party, before you join the family Hanukkah Zoom celebration, before you get online and see all the Christmas decorations flying at you, set intention. And I'm going to link, I have a great uh, uh, video on this. I'll link to that in the show notes. Now, now you may not have a crystal ball, right? You might not have it there handy. So you don't always, you won't always be able to know that some holiday thing is about to hit you, you know, when you jump on the internet or you do something. So, you know, I want you to do some intention chunking, like I talked about in last week's podcast, where you're setting intention all throughout the day with each new new sort of um, kind of place that you're in in your day, you're really setting your intention and getting your true north all set up. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast, I don't know what you're waiting on. You really should get to that. Um, but uh, right? So I want setting intention. So, so important. Got to be doing it. Okay. Let's get on to the next one. Tip number two, focus on generosity and service. That's it. Focus on generosity and service. I'm for real. Uh, it's been very common in the past. I think that people focus on it around Thanksgiving. Oh, it's Thanksgiving. I'm going to go volunteer at the shelter. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to be at the soup kitchen, whatever. That's great. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, doing it all year round is really great because there's lots of people who come out of the woodwork for Thanksgiving and there's not a lot of people in the <laughs> coming out of the woodwork the rest of the year. And these organizations need help all the time. So, and service is very simple. It's, it's Mother Teresa said, help one person at a time and always start with the person nearest you. I love that. Love it. Love you, Mother Teresa. So, <laughs> so that can be the person working, you know, the cash register at the grocery store. It could be your neighbor you know, it, or it can be bigger if you want it to be. But I, I tell everyone, start right near you. And because it's really where we sort of feel the best. And I think um, I'm remembering like uh, at, at one of the apartments I lived at in New York, I remember um, 
at the holidays putting um, <laughs> uh, putting little notes on all the doors. There was a lot of apartments too, but putting little like happy holiday notes on all the doors with these homemade cookies I'd made. Um, and everybody got some cookies and I made just like hundreds of cookies to, pe- to pass out in the whole building. And it really felt good. And I heard neighbors talking about it in the laundry room and I heard people talking about other places. It was really, really cool. Um, and I've actually done it with my neighbors here in California too, which is now houses, but, uh, same thing where I've, you know, made a, um, uh, a new year. I did it for New Year's a few years for a few years where I kind of made a, I took a great quote and I just, I put that on a pretty piece of paper, you know, it was all typed up nice. And, um, you know, so this is the energy I want to bring to the new year. Thank you for being my neighbor. Love ya. And there was people I did not know well, and I still left it at their door and again, made some homemade stuff because that's what I do. And uh, there's no reason you can't do this during COVID, this kind of stuff. There's no reason. You can leave it on people's doorsteps, whatever. Um, you can uh, plant a tree in someone's name. You can do a, a lot of things that don't have to be like physically in touch with people. But uh, And I want you to think of being of service to you know animals, nature, anything. I don't do nature. We all know that. I know. But lot, you all seem to like it. People seem to like nature. If you, uh, every morning when I'm, is it every, it's pretty much, I, I don't see them every morning, but I know they're doing it pretty much every morning. When I'm coming to work, I, my office is on, um, this street that's very, uh, it's, it's a great street here where I live and it's, uh, tons of shops and, um, tons of restaurants and little, it's a very walking street, right? There's lots of cool things to, to see and do. And there's a, and it's called Solano Avenue where that's my, and there's a Solano Avenue like association. And I think it's the president of the association. I, there's a group of them. They walk, I think, and I'm pretty sure it's him and they walk and they have gloves on and they're all walking, you know, together and now more separately with COVID and they pick up garbage. They pick up trash all up and down the street as they walk and they just dump it in the trash cans, you know, uh, when they get to them when in their walk. So they're getting exercise. They're walking fast, but they're cleaning as they go. They're making it pretty. They're, I, I just, I don't know. I thought it was brilliant. It's a, it's an act of service to your community, to your whatever. I, I just think it's lovely that they do it. Shout out if you're one of the people that do this and you're listening. Um, I love when I see them. It's just, you know, there's so many ways to think of just being kind. And I always, when I'm leaving the grocery store, God, these grocery workers, right? They've been here all through COVID. I always say hi. I always make a connection. I always, you know, I want them to feel seen and heard. So, you know, seeing to say, oh, you're, gosh, you're working again. Do you work every day? You know, um, or just when I'm here, you know, I'll make a joke, I'll whatever. I, I make time to say hi to people when I pass them later out in the, if they're on break or something, I say, hi, how you doing? How's the kids? I, I stop and I connect and it's a way for, I feel great doing it. I like the connection and it's a way for other people to feel that they're seen and heard. And it's it's a beautiful thing. That is being of service. It I didn't do anything for them. I didn't, you know, run outside or anything, but I can tell because when they see me, they're smiling, they're happy to see me. So by the way, which feels good. But beyond that, so clearly it feels good to them. So that's being of service, creating some happiness in the world, being of service. There's a million ways to do it. And you just have to think in your head about it. 
like, here's what I want to be. I want to be generous. Obviously, you can give money these days. That's a nice thing. Um, but it can be your time. It can be money. It can be so many ways to do it. And what's great is that, so, and generosity and acts of service create connection. And that is what helps ease loneliness, that feeling of connection. Because you do, you feel it. When you're feeling lonely, your world becomes very narrow. And your amygdala, you know, I like to talk about the amygdala, it gets all lit up, all ignited, and you end up withdrawing and even treating the outside world uh, like a hostile place. Have you done it? When people get really lonely, it's like the outside becomes really hostile. So helping a person, your dog, the planet, is a great way to change perspective and find motivation and inspiration. And it helps you bond, feel appreciation and gratitude. It's amazing. So ultimately, it's also a great way to create new relationships. Bonding over a shared value or interest is a surefire way to find your peeps. So if you maybe have some, you know, uh, strong religious feelings, start volunteering for your church, start or your mosque or your temple or your wherever, start, you know, really putting the energy out in different ways, volunteer to do stuff, be of service, say you're free to whatever, you know, really be there with that energy. And what'll happen as COVID and as the holidays go on and as COVID does end eventually and we get back out there, you will start but even before that, even virtually, you will start to find your people. You will start to connect with people who have shared interests, shared values. Always start with something that you like or love. If you like taking photos, look for a photography club or a meetup or something. You know, start to just do, or just go out and take photos. <laughs> Someone will likely say something. If you've ever uh, gotten a, an animal, you know what I'm talking about. Like you're out with your walking your dog, people stop, they say hi, oh the dog, you know how you doing. What a great way to meet people and to have company at the same time. But it's because there's these things in common. I can't tell you how many friends I've made at dog parks. It, it's it's just how it works. So, and if nothing else, it will create meaning in your day, which in turn creates a sense of confidence, joy, relief, all the good things. And these all will ease your loneliness. And then tip number three, and this is a biggie and where my other little gift is coming, is to make this a time to get better at connection. Connecting with others is a skill. It's a skill. For some reason, everyone thinks this is something you're born with, but that's not the case. You're born with a certain temperament. Uh, you develop a certain attachment style. You, I did a whole podcast on that. Uh, but, but from there, it's all about learning and developing skills, skills of some sort. And so, with all the this kind of forced physical distancing, you've got a once in a lifetime opportunity to step back, take stock, and work on some of the things to make your life better, to make yourself better, to get stronger. So, take this time to really work on these things. And I've covered. So here's what I did. I've <laughs> I've covered all these skills. There's different skills, right? I've done, you know, podcasts, blog posts, all kinds of stuff. But I want to make it super easy for you. And I've created a playlist called Be a Connection Boss on YouTube. So that you can watch a bunch of short videos. All my videos on YouTube are anywhere between probably seven and 15 minutes. They're, they're short. They're not really long. Um, you get to watch Lovely Me. How exciting is that? 
And <laughs> and I'm going to link to this in the show notes, but there's going to be, or you can look on YouTube uh, you know, for this. You can search on YouTube, Abby Medcalf PhD, Be a Connection Boss Playlist. And uh, what I'm going to have is videos that are curated specifically for the skills for connection. And it's because the skills for connection are very specific, you know, being a good communicator, a healthy communicator, knowing how to listen well, knowing how to give feedback well. There's very specific things to help you become a great connector. And if there's anything that's going to dispel loneliness, it's becoming great at connection. True, meaningful, vulnerable, open, intimate, emotionally close connection. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm going to give you. So I'm going to make this little mini, they call them playlists on YouTube when you have like a few videos all strung together, but make it like a class. Sit down with the videos, make it like a class because you know me, always have some action tips and watch a video a day. Take 10 minutes a day, watch a video a day. You can binge watch them all at once if you want, however you want to do it. But sit there and really treat it like a class. And you know me, I always give away information that you know, my rule, I would pay money for. Everything I give out in my head, would I pay money for this, even if it was five bucks? And if the answer is yes, then I put it out. And so, you know, my videos are good. And so go on, you're going to go on YouTube, you're going to watch these videos and you are going to become a connection boss. That's my, that's right. That's right. So uh, I, cause I really want you to get good at this skill and to treat it like one. And you're going to use this, obviously being good at this, (laughs) having, being a good, great at connection will help you whether you're feeling lonely only in a room full of people, whether you feel like you don't have anyone, that physically there's nobody around. These tools will help you better cope and even thrive through the holidays, you can imagine, as you start to interact with friends and family. And uh, you know, you'll really have this way that you can connect with them differently and have different kinds of relationships so that you can get the things you want, the feeling heard, the appreciation, the love, the understanding, the acceptance, so that you can create that by how you're being in the world. And they'll also help you take you know, you're going to take this time, you're going to be able to build new relationships, new ones, brand new ones. You're going to take these skills out on the road. You're going to find, I have made friends with so many people from so many different walks of life because of this ability, because, and it's not an ability like that I'm born with because of this skill set that I have curated where I can connect and create that with people and have these deepening relationships. I make new friendships in my life often. And I add, I I bring new people in. I don't just have like a friend from second grade, you know, that's been my friend forever. I've really added people in and again, curated though, very specific, my peeps, people that make me feel good and people that I know are, are there for me when I need someone that I can call. That's huge, right? That's the thing. And that comes from this skill set. So those are my three tips. I know they're good ones. Those are my free, come on over to the website to get your family crest exercise and learn your values. Come on over and find out how to be a connection boss with this little curated little thing I'm going to give you that's going to help you zone in, hone in on these specific skills to create connection so that you can stop feeling isolated and lonely during the holidays and beyond. There you got it. So 
Oh, thank you for hanging out with me today. I love talking to you. I love doing having this time together. And as always, let me know, give me feedback, whatever. I love it all. You can reach me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. And you can also uh, leave comments wherever you find the podcast or uh, if you go check out the YouTube videos below that. I love to hear it all. I always write back because uh, I love you. So have an amazing week and we'll talk real soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you, anything, you can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.